Hey guys, my name is Carlos. Most of y'all know me as Cargo. I'm the host for the Go For Two podcast, where I break down the offseason to see how teams got better or worse through free agency in the draft. I create team reports and, of course, do a lot of mock drafts. And during the regular season, I hit you with all the fantasy football information and cover all the big headlines. And, of course, got to cover the playoffs, where I break down matchup and predict winners. Not all the time, of course. But welcome to season four. Let's go for it. Alrighty, guys, welcome to another episode of the Go For Two podcast. I am your host, Cargo. Today's team is going to be the Atlanta Falcons. So with a couple weeks away from the NFL draft, we're just going to take a quick look at what the Falcons have done this offseason. And we're going to take a look at their draft and see what they could possibly end up doing here, okay? So the biggest news at the quarterback position, obviously, um, Desmond Ritter is going to get the Davis Mills treatment and he's going to be the starter going into the season. He's going to be given every opportunity to win the starting job or he has the starting job, but like to be the quarterback of the future here. So it's really a win-win for the Atlanta Falcons. If you think about it, Hey, if Desmond Ritter pops off, like, yeah, you got a quarterback of the future. You don't have to worry about that position anymore. Or if he doesn't do that well, Hey, you'll be probably picking top 10 again. Uh, I like the addition of Tyler Heineke. What a great story he had. Um, was out of football, played in the XFL, AFL, whatever, you know, comp, uh, pro levels that they had. Um, and then to make it back into the NFL, win a playoff game against Tom Brady, and then uh, to earn himself a nice little contract. So uh, really like that addition. Running back uh, Tyler Agley kind of came on late into the, the season last year. Um this will probably be the RB1 going into the season along with Cordell Patterson as they uh, change the pace back. Uh, looking at the wide receiver group, it's not a great group. Obviously, Drake London has a lot of upside. I think this could be a big year for him this year. Uh, but don't get me wrong, I do like the addition of Matt Collins and Scotty Miller. There could be some potential there with those guys. Uh, really athletic, both of them fast. One's big, one's small, you know, so... Um, adding some speed to the wide receiver group. The tight end group, uh, don't even get me started on Kyle Pitts. Um, ugh, gross. I think he just needs to be a wide receiver, me personally. Um, obviously, when it comes to playing tight end, you not only have to be able to run the routes, but you have to be able to understand blocking assignments. And I'm just not sure he can do all that just quite yet. Look at kind of what Evan Ingram has gone through in his career, and, and even Hayden Hurst. Um, they kind of just start off as receiving tight ends, and then they – kind of gotten better into blocking. Um, I like the addition of Juwanu Smith. Uh, he's obviously familiar with this offense from his time in the Tennessee with Arthur Smith. Um, I think he's probably going to be the top tight end, and he'll probably be uh, coaching Kyle Pitts up as they go through the season. Um, this offensive line pretty much is returning most of its starters. Um, they re-signed Corey, uh, Chris Lindstrom and Kayla McGarry. I think that was a dub for them. Uh, Drew Dalman was a, a third-round pick. Jalen Mayfield, a second-round pick. And Jake Matthews was a first-round pick a couple of years ago. So a lot of really uh, high draft picks on this offensive line. Um, I feel like this could be a really good fair, a really good uh, run for them on the offensive side. Now, obviously, on defense, they struggled in almost every category last year. Uh, but they have been busy, let me tell you. Um, so starting off with the defensive line, to add a guy like Calais Campbell to this defense, I mean, 
not only what he could do on the field, but off as far as like in the locker room, he's going to be a leader on that defensive line. And in t- pairing him up with Grady Jarrett, I kind of really like that duo. And then they bring David Otumata over from the New Orleans Saints, who's an absolute stud. So I really like what they're doing on that defensive line. They brought in another New Orleans State in Caden Ellis, who had a really good year last year. Kind of reminds me of the Trey Hendricks thing, where Trey Hendricks had a really good year, got paid, and now he's doing really well in Seattle, actually. Uh, it's not Seattle, Cincinnati, I'm sorry. But I like the addition there as well. And then they have Arnold Ibekutu. He was a second-round pick out of Penn State. I'd like to see a little bit more out of him. Um, they also brought back Alonzo Carter. In the middle, you have Troy Anderson and Mikhail Ocker, two very athletic linebackers who can just fly on the football field. The secondary, I really like the addition of Jesse Bates III. This is one of the things that I talked about in a previous episode. I thought this was going to be a potential landing spot for him just because Atlanta had the second most money and Jesse Bates got paid well-deservingly. Um, I like the pair with him and Jalen Hawks and Richie Grant. Now, the secondary, you have your all-pro corner in A.J. Terrell. Um, Casey Hayward's been a solid player. He's getting up there in age. They added Mike Hughes, and they have Darren Hall in the secondary. So the Atlanta Falcons, um, this is another team that I feel like could possibly go in a number of different ways. But I think through free agency, we kind of see where their needs are. So for the Atlanta Falcons, I think the biggest need is going to be cornerback. They need somebody opposite A.J. Terrell. But unfortunately, with my mock draft, the way it's been set up, um, the two top corners are already off the board. Um, You know, well, before we go on to the defensive side of the ball, let me backtrack and look at the offense. I know a lot of people have the Falcons um, predicted to pick a wide receiver. I wouldn't hate the move, but if you look at their recent draft, last year they took a wide receiver, Drake London. The year before, they took a tight end, essentially a wide receiver, at pick number four. So a third year in a row with a wide receiver. Um, You know, and this is just, for me, this is a run first team. So that's why I think they can address the wide receiver position later. So going back to the defense, um, obviously the two top corners are already off the board. Um, They could go Brian Brees. He'd be a nice fill-in to add some youth to that defensive line. But um, the other way you can help out your secondary is by getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. So I have the Atlanta Falcons at eight overall, taking Tyrese Wilson out of Texas Tech. Um, The Atlanta Falcons only had 21 sacks last year, which was second worst in the league. And just to kind of put it into context for you, Nick Bosa, the defensive player of the year, he had 21 and a half sacks by himself. So unfortunately, we were not able to get that corner. But let's add another edge rusher, um, hopefully to get some pressure on opposing quarterbacks to help out that secondary. Now looking to the uh, second round for the Atlanta Falcons, um, I think this is where you have to kind of go corner. Uh, let's add somebody to this group with some uh, some talent. Um, I know that they could also be looking to add a wide receiver in the second round. I just think corner is going to be a bigger need for me. And then I'll go third round, possibly address a wide receiver. It just depends on how the cards fall here for the Atlanta Falcons. Just want to say thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys follow me on social media. And always just remember, go for two.